Listener supported. WNYC Studios. From NewSounds.org, this is an archive edition of the Soundcheck Podcast. From NewSounds.org, this is the Soundcheck Podcast, our series of live in-studio performances. I'm John Schaefer. To understand where Fantastic Negrito's music comes from, you have to understand where he's been. This is a musician who wanted it all, had it all, lost it all, nearly died, and was reborn as a musician and as a dad just a few years back. Fantastic Negrito makes modern music with its roots in black roots music like the blues. His latest album is called Please Don't Be Dead. There's a story behind it, and we'll get that from Fantastic Negrito in just a couple of minutes after he and the band start us off with a live performance of a song called Plastic Hamburgers. these chains, let's burn it down. Nine-inch penis underneath her dress, she wanted everything that it did not earn. If we keep buying everything ourselves, American beer will wreck and kill us. Yes, it will. So we got to Break out these chains 
Fantastic Negrito, live here in the Soundcheck studio on this edition of the Soundcheck podcast from newsounds.org and a song called Plastic Hamburgers. Fantastic Negrito is the work of the singer, songwriter, and multi-instrumentalist Xavier de Frepolez, who uh, is back in our studio. Last time, Xavier, you were here. It was just you and the guitar. Now the full band. I bought an army. You bought a, a little battalion of musicians. Tomas oh, yeah. Salcedo playing the guitar, Michael Shiono playing the bass, Darian Gray in the corner behind our drum kit, and uh, Brian Simmons playing the keyboards. Yes. And uh, to all of you, welcome. The, the album called Please Don't Be Dead, uh, the song Xavier is from it, and both the sound of the song and the video that goes with it really places this song in the context of a long tradition of blues music, and when did you come to this music, to the, to the blues? Well, the blues is something that uh, you know, I took for granted because it was always there. Right. And um, I never really paid attention to it, but it was in all of our DNAs, you know, whether we liked it or not. And I think I came to it as a middle-aged guy. I think I could relate to people like Robert Johnson, Skip James, Lead Belly. These are all my heroes, R.L. Burnside, after I had lived and struggled mm. and lost my right hand, you know, uh, which is my playing hand, and this had gone through life and death struggles, hell and high waters. Then I was like, wow, I get it. And I remember the first time uh, hearing um, Skip James again for like, it'd been like 20 years, and I think like it made me cry. His voice felt like a blanket to me. It was just, I finally could relate to these guys. One man, one guitar against the world. Yeah, you you allude to uh, the loss of of the use of your right hand. Uh, how much uh, this is was the result of a car crash that nearly killed you. Yes, you were in a coma, three rods weeks. placed in all parts of your body. Mm. Is that the photo that's on the cover of this new album? It's it's you in a hospital bed. Right, and it took me back, and I said, you know what this picture is? I said that is the picture of the state. Of America right now, uh. and I thought that it was uh, it was perfect and fitting for the album. But it, it was the day that I woke up from this horrible accident, which is the way I, which inspired the album. I felt like, man, this wherever you are on the spectrum politically, this has been this is a horrible accident, and we're really divided. And I thought, what brings us together? Music, riffs. No matter who you are, I thought making the whole album. I was like, everybody likes Johnny B. Good. <laughs> I just kept thinking that everybody likes that, and I think I thought about riffs, and yeah. I thought about chants, and I thought about doing my part and contributing as a musician, bringing people together, no matter where you are ideologically, and celebrating this thing—you know, life and love and the good things. Yeah. So uh, just to come back, how, how much use of your hand do you have now? You, 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 I mean, you play. like this, I can move my fingers, I can't move my wrist, and I can move my fingers. It feels like someone cut open my hand and put concrete in it. Yeah. So it's you know, but you know what? Hey. 
like the song on my album, I don't know if I can say it, take that BS, turn it into GS. Mm -hmm. Can I actually say that? You you just did. Well, I want to say it. Well, you know <laughs> yeah, what I'm trying to say. I, I know what you're saying. But you yeah, can I've, say it. I, take that bullshit and turn it into good shit. And I made that my mantra every day, and that's my philosophy. And I feel that way about life, about marriage, about yeah. uh, society. I think that you know my hand was a great teacher to me because it was severely damaged and right. taken away from me. So I thought, what am I going to do? I'm at this fork. It can, I can go down this way or I can go the way of positivity, productivity, taking the bullshit, turn it into good shit. Whatever you have, you work with it. Right. And put your heart and soul into it. Well, and as we heard last time you were here, I mean, you're perfectly capable of still playing the guitar. And... Well, the band may disagree, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> when was the accident? What year was that? <laughs> I was like... Uh, Whoops, that was, uh, I remember it was like 99, I was still on Interscope on this huge million dollar advance deal that was big and uh, the end of my creative process basically. And I remember getting dropped from the label when I was in the hospital and I could barely move or any, you know, I was, couldn't use the bathroom by myself, but I managed a big smile, like finally I got him, you know, broken, mm -hmm. battered and bruised. But yeah, I felt like free to uh, start the second part of my uh, musical life. So the first part was under the name Xavier. Yeah, it was Xavier and like the guy, I was in my 20s, I wanted the best women, the best wine, the best sex, the best house, the best car, the best drugs that I could sell. Um, yeah, I wanted it all. I was like, I was a taker. I was like yeah. complete, full-blown narcissist. When I left LA, I sold everything, yeah. quit everything, and I moved to Oakland to become a uh, cannabis cultivator or farmer because mm -hmm. that was pretty lucrative and when I'm done I'm done and I was like I don't want to be a musician anymore people would talk to me about music and I'd laugh like man I don't even think about that I'm so busy you know running an art gallery I'm in a collective and you know we're growing weed and we're eating and it's it's pretty good and yeah, uh yeah. so I thought I was done but I wasn't something amazing brought me back and the third life man my third yeah. act yep um, and the, the new album called Please Don't Be Dead. Now, we, we talked a little bit about this last, the name Fantastic Negrito. You know, there's a kind yes. of a lightness to it. There's a light touch. Yes. Please Don't Be Dead is a darker touch. <laughs> I never, it's so interesting. Like, people were like, we freaked out. I'm, I thought, no, it means something, so I got to explain it. Yeah, to yeah. me, I was, I felt I've had a very precarious, interesting relationship with America based on a lot of, uh, circumstances and I've started looking at the states as like you know what people view us as a place of liberty place of hope place where you can have a chance you can come here you can be the grandson or son of immigrant and not come from the upper class and become president of the United States it's happened a few times yep, now yep. Um, that you could have a dream and like me in my 40s I'm going to go out and play on the streets that'll show them you know any other place, you know, you'd get laughed out of the room, but this is a place where anything can happen, right. where hope happens, where dreams happens, where we have open arms and we welcome people from different places and we give people the opportunity to contribute. And I think the world now looks at us and they look at, wow, it doesn't seem like that place anymore. It seems like a, a meaner place, a nastier place where we want to ban people based on the religions. We want to build walls based on people's uh, skin colors, where, where there's a double standard. And that's not who we are. Yeah. We're a country of immigrants. So please don't be dead. It's to that, America. America, that, to please don't dream. be dead. Yeah. Liberty, justice, peace, 
Hope, we need you. We need you to keep being American. Saying, at least saying, yeah. I'm willing to keep pretending, world. Yeah. <laughs> I'm willing to do it. Let's keep saying the good things because, you know, whatever we think about, that's who we are. Yeah. You know, if you're feeling crappy and bigoted, well, that's what you're going to emit to the world. But if you're feeling like, hey, hope, hey, a chance, hey, man, an opportunity, hey, you're welcome here too. There's a fair shot if you work hard and all that's. I love all that stuff and I would love to get back to it. Yeah. Xavier de Frepolez's fantastic Negrito playing for us here in our studio in New York. Uh, this next song is called The Duffler. What, what is a duffler? <laughs> what is a duffler? That's, we need a whole segment on the duffler. Well, that's the beauty of uh, being an American. You know, you can keep reinventing and creating things. And it's a world that I, it's a world and a word like Fantastic Negrito that I just created myself. It okay. was someone that, man, they have everything right in front of them, but they just keep looking over there because that looks better. Right. And they have every opportunity and every chance, and they have incredible things that are happening in their life, but they just don't see it until it disappears. That is the Duff Law, and I know him well. All right, let's hear another live performance here in the studio from Fantastic Negrito. To be alone. I wanna come home. So sad to be alone. So you wanna come home. I won't do it again and again and again and again and again. Ooh, 
Fantastic Negrito with a song called The Duffler. That's on the new record called Please Don't Be Dead, but you just heard a live performance on this edition of the Soundcheck podcast. And, I, you know, Xavier, as you look at the band, you know, it's such a diverse group of people. When you guys are touring around and you look out at the audience, who are you seeing? Does it look like the band? Or? I feel like, yeah, it looks like everyone. You know, I see, you know, 18-year-olds and I see an 81 year old man like on a cane and uh you see black white asian hispanic latino straight gay it looks like the microcosm of what we say we are yeah the funny thing is that this kind of music these sort of blues inflected rock licks and stuff are very out of fashion and yet i'm hard pressed like my pants Talk about come hell or high water. <laughs> um, but, you know, I'm, I'm hard-pressed to think of anybody who doesn't really dig that kind of, you know, when they're in the presence of that kind of music. You know, it really seems, like you said before, it's in our DNA. It's in we're... our DNA. I mean, and, um, you know, I'm from the Bay Area. It's, you know, we have Metallica and Tony, Tony, Tony. You know what I mean? And we, we have E-40 and Credence Clearwater Revival. It's just the Bay Area. It's a Bay Area thing, I believe. I learned a lot about uh, free speech, which is from the Bay Area. Right. You know, e- e- expression. It's. I think it's. A, it's what America. It's who we say we are. Yeah. We have the Black Panthers and Hell's Angels. So when did you learn all this stuff? Because as you say, you spent your formative years there, but then yeah. you went through a period where you seemed maybe not to have gotten that message for well, a while. I think I'm still learning, and I think it's all. It's something. It's. It's a lifelong process. You know, of trying to embrace things that are great for you things yeah. that are good for you and uh but i caught on pretty quick i came from new england and as soon as i got off the boat at 12 years old i didn't come back home i ran away you went from new england to, to Bay Oakland. Area yeah by boat well it wasn't a really a boat <laughs> okay. i was fresh off the boat <laughs> we did we took a boat we paddled actually me and my family all, all 14 of us no i'm joking but yeah i, I thought that uh I felt something. I yeah. felt at home, yeah. and it, I don't want any twelve-year-olds out there to run away. But I ran away, and man, the streets were calling me. I needed it. I needed to belong to this tribe. I always call the Bay Area. We're a tribe, mm. you know. Well, uh, your family. I mean, your family name begins with the most unlikely assortment of consonants <laughs> before you even get to the first the D P H R. As if you had immigrated from the Klingon Empire. (laughs) (laughs) What kind of name is that? That's the best one I've heard so far throughout my life. (laughs) Well, you know, I think um, it's a little bit unknown and and ambiguous in my family. But when I think about it and thought about it more, I thought, what's more American than people reinventing themselves? And I think that I may have come from... A group of people who did that. My dad was mm. born in 1905. He was, yeah. What? I'm old sperm, yeah. I'm very old wow. Sperm, yeah. 
and he was uh, thirty. For, he was thirty. Dad. <laughs> yeah, he was. Well, he was thirty-three years older than my than my mom. So, you know, hard to track. He doesn't really have much of a paper trail. He told us a lot of things. Some of them didn't add up. But I kind of just, <laughs> I just chuck it off as like, you know what? I'm probably a lot like him. Uh, I'm probably a lot like him. And I think there's nothing more American yeah. than people going out there. They want a chance. They're trying to survive, and so they start recreating themselves and as you have had to do a couple of times oh, a couple during of the times. course of your life yes um do you ever look back do you ever go back to the xavier stuff from the 90s to that music you know you got to look back that's part of uh what got me here all the yeah. things that we get go through in life right. the ingredients so i needed that ambitious you know guy in his 20s you know trying to Here's my demo. Listen to my demo. Everybody, right. check me out. You know, he ended up with a million dollar deal. So he he did he did good for us. But musically, it seems far away. There's a few songs where I go, wow, that was a good song. You know, I think I was always a songwriter first because I like trying to connect with people. That's the road is to through songs for me. So, um, what song would you like to wrap up with here today? Well, I was thinking about just being in the studio, being in New York. Uh, I had memories of opening for Temple of the Dog at uh, Madison Square Garden. Uh, I walked past the late Chris Cornell. Yeah, Chris Cornell was a very important person in the uh, on the road to being Fantastic Negrito. Was the first person that you know kind of took me out, did three tours with him, and introduced me to a lot of people around the world. And let's bring it way down. And I would like to do a song called Dark Windows that I wrote at the end of the album. And when I was making this album, I was like. 1968, Channel 1968, and I was looking up all the records made, and, the, and it was like um, Electric, was it Foxy Lady, was it Electric Ladyland? Electric Ladyland, um, Jimmy um, Hendrix. Um, um, the Beatles album, the White Album, like mm -hmm. albums like that. I wanted to just be free, man, and do songs like A Boy Named Andrew, and at the end, you got Dark Windows, completely different, but I was leaving the studio, and I just started going through all the emails that we used, Chris and I used to exchange, and it just um, just came, and I thought, wow, this is different and um i want an album to be a journey mm. of different turns and if it's not all like fitting together then i'm on the right track that's the way <laughs> i look at it all right let's hear the song it's called dark windows from fantastic negrito it appears on his latest album called please don't be dead playing live for us here today on the soundcheck podcast Days. He was always a good friend to me He told me the pain that he felt When he was a kid Loved the way that his father sat strong at the table But never said a single word to him Put 
That's called Dark Windows, another live performance from Fantastic Negrito here in the studio. And uh, as Xavier was telling us before, kind of a tribute to the late Chris Cornell, singer yes. from Soundgarden and Temple of the Dog and Audio Slave. And, you know, uh, he's certainly part of a long lineage of great musicians whom we've lost to, yes. you know, the, the, the perils and the pitfalls of this business that that you're all in now here you are you, you've gone through a lot you're back on the road how do you strike the balance between your family and you know pursuing your career as, as a professional musician well I think that um, you said the key word is that you need your family and you need your friends and you need the people that are um, around you that sometimes will piss you off but they have your best interests in mind, and I think it's one of the uh, good things about kind of getting it going at my age is that I'm kind of you're kind of beyond all that stuff. Yeah. You know, I've seen it all in my 20s and 30s, and there's so many examples uh, around of what not to do. But truthfully, yeah, this business kills people, and as you said, a, a long line. Chris Cornell was uh, man, such a wonderful human being behind all the rock star stuff, and that's the. Uh, Chris Cornell that I keep in my heart and uh and in that song and in that song you know yeah. I, I uh, love him dearly and um I'll, I'll always say his name well uh Xavier I can't guarantee that I will always say your name Xavier de Frippolez. <laughs> that's why I'm fantastic Negrito. <laughs> but you are fantastic Negrito and I knew they wouldn't say that <laughs> <laughs> it's uh the album's called please don't be dead it's been great having you in the band playing for us here today thanks so much great to see you again and thanks for having me and please have me back been listening to an episode of the Soundcheck podcast from our archives. Our technical director is Irene Trudell. Our producer is Karen Havlick. I'm John Schaefer. You can see and hear much more on our website. Check it out at newsounds.org.